I would like to put you on a hot seat, totally unrehearsed, no bad conversation. And I would like to ask you a couple of questions and I just want to hear it just raw. Okay. Hot seat question. Where's the best place to keep your money? Good question. Um, I'm not sure if there's a best place. I think it depends on the context, but in general, I think the best strategy is a mix. Um, sometimes I do believe you need to have some degree of cash. You also do need to have an account with a financial institution. Um, it could be locally, or uh, I would say you can have a mixture there where you can have some digital banks or some other platform. So typically I would have cash on hand. I think you do need an account at a local financial institution like a bank. And then also I think any excess money that you don't need for emergencies or short-term use, you need to invest. Thank you. And you've been very consistent with that. Excess money, invest. Okay. Now, what about people who, and this might be a vast majority, but just within my friends group for our podcast family, what about people who do not have excess money? You're living on a pension or you're living paycheck to paycheck. What should we do? Well, the key thing for those folks is to focus on kind of the immediate needs, the short term, and also, of course, the emergency. I, I think that will always take priority. However, I would encourage folks in those positions to still not discount investing. I think oftentimes people think they need to have a whole ton of money to start investing, in, and that's simply not true anymore. You can always get started no matter how small. The key thing is just to start. So even if it means perhaps examining your finances and perhaps there's one little area that you can make an adjustment. Um, you could probably then repurpose that towards maybe starting out investing or putting a little way, money away for long-term use. Okay. Thank you. All right. You've gone back to investing. If you have excess money, you said invest. If you're living from paycheck to paycheck or on a fixed income, you said invest. You said we don't have to have a lot of money and you said just start. So let's go to invest. How does one invest when they have no idea? What do we do? The, the key thing is just acquiring knowledge. I think um, investing really is a journey about learning. And no matter where you are in that journey, you could be a beginner, you could have very little you know, financial background or education, or you could be uh, a professional money manager. Um, it, it, everyone's on this journey together or at different parts of the journey, but still on this journey. So I think the first thing we all need to acquire is just knowledge. Required. Understanding, yes, understanding the knowledge, understanding the basics of investing, um, you know, understanding yourself also, because investing, in addition to just understanding the markets or whatever particular asset class or sector you're getting into, it's also about understanding your own psychology. It's a very emotional process, like many other things involving money. And so in addition to acquiring knowledge about what we're investing in, we also need to acquire knowledge about ourselves. Okay. What could you give us three basic principles? For investing? That, yes. Three basic. I would have, uh, it's tough to crunch it down to just three. There, there are several. Um, All right. Go for it. I would, mm -hmm. I would say the ones that I can think of are 
One thing that's big is understanding your risk tolerance. So how much money or what, what's the acceptable amount of risk you want to take? You know, if you're someone who doesn't like seeing your account balance or your investment account go down significantly, then that just means you're not a big risk taker. And so perhaps certain riskier investments you should avoid if you can't handle the emotional aspect. So another, number one is understanding your risk. Another thing I would say is diversify. So I'm sure many people have heard the saying about not putting you know, all of your eggs in one basket. That's very important in investing and it ties in a lot with risk because um, diversification helps to mitigate that risk. So making sure you're not just investing or concentrating all of your money into one thing, but making taking the time to actually spread it out across many different investments just to remove some of that uncertainty and uncomfortability with losses. And then I would say the last thing is it's a combination with time. I would say start sooner rather than later. And there's really no perfect time. Obviously there are more ideal times there. It's always great to invest um, when things are oversold because perhaps as they rebound, you will experience more gains or, uh, more positive returns. However, the key thing is don't time the market, but at the same time, don't wait too long. In other words, don't wait to invest, but at the same time, don't try to time the market, if that makes sense. And maybe that's, uh, I'll actually, you know what, I'll put it as a separate principle, but those are some of the basics I can think of. And there are many others, but again, just to reiterate, to make things a bit more concrete, understand your risk. Um, that means both the investment and also how much you're willing to tolerate if that investment doesn't go according to your plans. Um, also diversify. And then lastly, time. So don't try to time the market, but at the same time, don't wait to invest. You can always get started and we can talk about a particular solution that helps with that later on. Okay. I want later on to be now. Hold my hand. Mm-hmm. And as you hold my hand, I'm going to hold our friend's hands. And I'm going to start with $200. I wanted to say 100, but I'll start with 200. And I can take that from different places, especially if I haven't been budgeting or I said I can't stick to a budget. I can take that from different places, groceries, eating out randomly, something to make that adjustment. And maybe there's some people only $100. So we'll go in between those. Hold my hand. I have this in my hand. I want to invest. You said to invest. What do I do? I have no idea. What Um, to do? Yeah, that's not a straightforward, simple question, in my opinion. However, I'll try to to answer it in a way that is straightforward and simple. I think, honestly, depends on a lot of factors. Like again, the whole idea of how much risk you're willing to take. Where are you financially? Have you covered the basics? As in, have you? taking care of having or established that emergency savings fund that we talked about previously, or have you taken care of debts, which we haven't talked about, but at the same time, it's still a very important thing where you're able to cover all those immediate needs and pressing concerns, and you have the the emotional comfort with investing. I think that the first step really, I think, is the simple step, which is don't get into anything complicated or complex. Um, don't necessarily throw your money at some you know high risk, high reward investment, especially if you're starting off, I think start simply. And so for me, for if anyone has the comfort or willingness to invest in things like the stock market, the best bet for a lot of investors 
is to start off simply with low cost index funds. I think that's a good starting place. Low cost index funds. Yes. So how do I get that? You said to start with the stock market. What? Is, where do I get a low cost index fund from? So that's where you need to open up a brokerage account. And so there are a number of financial institutions that allow people to deposit money with them. And then they provide access and the ability to go out and buy certain assets on behalf of the account holder. And so you can open up um, an account with something like TD Ameritrade or um, you know, uh, Charles Schwab or these other platforms. Say that again, slower. I can open up an account with who? Uh, with a lot of different financial institutions. Sometimes even your own personal bank may have a brokerage arm. Um, but I would say talk to your bank, talk, look online. There are plenty of platforms like TD Ameritrade. TD, um, say that again. TD Ameritrade or E-Trade. You have these Charles Schwab. Um, you have a lot of different companies that are out there that offer accounts for people to open. Okay. And these, these you said to look up, to acquire knowledge. You put yes. the ownership on us, which is very important because people can't spoon feed you all your life. So I understand. Get You said get acquire knowledge, but now you seem to look up and I guess where you're comfortable. So starting from your personal bank, you could ask questions, and you're opening up a brokerage fund. Am I saying it correct? Brokerage account. Brokerage, yes. Yeah. So you know your mom needs help, so help me. That's okay. Account. Okay. Okay. And um, you said um, E Trade, Child Swab. And yes, and, and yes. you have suggestions, but I just wanted suggestions. I, again, I think people do yeah, need to do their own due diligence. Okay. Um, these aren't these aren't just uh, you know endorsements that I'm giving. These are just platforms that off the top of my head I'm listing that often yeah. have accounts that are for beginners or people who are starting off with you know and a certain amount. I said that they have a often have accounts for beginners. I know that we're not doing any endorsements. This is just to help with baby steps. Okay. Now let me ask you something. <clears throat> And you said something very important. You said, have you covered the basics? Do you have money for available for emergencies and to deal with your debt? So if you do not have money, it's very limited to cover emergencies, very limited, and you're dealing with a high debt ratio. I'm trying to act like I know what I'm talking about. Then you should not invest. I would say prioritize those things first. Uh, of course, everyone has their own unique situation. There are some people, uh, I would consider them outliers or the exception who are able to invest and maybe over time those investments outperform and are able to help satisfy things like those emergency savings or high debt payments. But I would say prioritize those things first. And then once you have enough savings or you have some cash to handle the immediate then you can focus on longer term objectives. So take care of those short term and immediate needs and then focus on your future. And sometimes you can do it you know, all at once. Maybe you, it just, again, requires proper budgeting and having that financial plan in mind and understanding the risk of, um, you know, if you don't have those emergency needs taken care of and you're only investing then perhaps if investments perform poorly, that could be a problem. If you're comfortable with that risk, then 
obviously that decision's on you, but generally speaking, I would prefer if people did prioritize the emergencies and the short-term needs first and then take care of the investing afterwards. That's that's wise advice, I think, on there. Thank, thank you. I think that's wise. That's not this. I, I'm putting you on the spot and you're meeting it. Thank you. Um <laughs> You you said you said several things in terms of with this. I know you said I know that it's better with a lot of things to just start earlier and to deal with where you are. So, if someone wanted to, let's say for a child, a grandchild, godchild, whoever in their family that's young, they could open up. Sometimes people open up savings accounts or they open up accounts towards college they can open up an account in the name of a child to start a, a book brokerage account for a child? Yes, there are many different types of accounts, but yes, generally they do have custodial accounts where uh, a child's parents or guardians will be able to open up an account and do things on their behalf. And um, as you said, I highly encourage, especially younger people, the sooner you start, the better. Um, and there's there's a principle that, we can talk about which is called the time value of money, which is a very important principle within finance in general that actually shows the impact of time and, of course, how much you invest in interest rates and how the longer that you invest, assuming a constant rate of return, um, typically that yields more money. So just to put it simply, um, if someone starts sooner and they're trying to you know, receive a lot of money in the future, it would be better for them to start now versus waiting in a lot of instances. Now, mind you, there's a lot of, there's, there's certain context and assumptions there, but it just basically shows the value of time and why start sooner, start early if you can, and it will have uh, larger benefits in the long term versus waiting. Okay. Why is it important to invest? Why? I mean, people, you've got, um, I would say from my, I'm trying to get the right word, not being educated, I would say me, because different families have different cultures or not taking the time to educate myself because we can use excuses. So my parents grew up differently. And then you had cash from our culture where they paid for everything and worked. And then you have, us as first generational immigrants who we worked and we tried to save and we do things. What is the difference in just putting your money in a regular savings account, what I'm getting into, and then having the turnaround? In other words, I know there's something different that the rich do that the ordinary person doesn't do. What, what is it? And I know that's a huge question, but just tell me a little something. What is it that we need to do or be able to teach our children to do differently so that we see more returns with our money than just working and putting in a normal savings account? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to put it simply, it's just investing puts your money to work um, and essentially does in a way that it earns traditionally a higher return. Now, that's always, not always guaranteed. But historically, investing in things like the stock market, real estate, whole businesses, commodities, all other types of investments, which we'll just label alternatives, all those things historically have yielded far more than your basic savings account. And part of the reason why is because there's a relationship between risk and reward. Um, If you think about a a regular savings or checking account, 
you're not taking as much risk. And so there's a less, there's a lesser reward. Um, and they, they tend to offer those lower interest rates as a result. And there's, there's a lot to that, but uh, we'll just keep it simple for now. But uh, another key thing, and people are now kind of seeing it is inflation. And so with inflation, inflation has more of a negative impact on savings than it does investment, assuming that investments are performing at their historical returns or higher. Um, and so that's the difference there where you're able to earn more with your money traditionally with investing versus just leaving it in a bank account and having inflation take a, a larger negative toll on your investments. So inflation has more of a negative impact on a regular savings account. Yes, generally speaking, yes. If, for example, like you're currently with low interest rates and this, and this low interest rate called kind of environment that we've been in for a number of years, really post the, the last financial crisis, um, basically your money is just sitting in an account earning less than 1% in often cases. And inflation has been higher than that for quite some time. And so you're actually losing money if you're only keeping it in terms of purchasing power, if you're only keeping your money in a traditional banking or checking or savings account versus had you invested that money, let's just say in stocks or real estate or other assets, um, they would have earned the returns that are greater than inflation. And so you're making money as opposed to losing money. Okay. All right. The last time when we were about ending, you told us what a CD was, certificate of deposit, right? And we mm-hmm. talked a little bit Correct. about that. This time the word was um, to get a low index fund for beginners. Yes, a low cost index fund. Low cost index fund. And then just now you said several things that could be, you said in stocks, or you could invest in commodities? Stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities. Okay, um, commodities. Commodities are raw goods or agricultural products that are often inputs to other goods and services. So for example, you can have commodities like livestock. People actually trade um, financial products that represent the cost of certain livestock like cattle or pork. Um, you can Commodities can also be things like precious metals. Oftentimes you'll hear people talking about investing in gold or silver, um, oil. Now that's a big thing with the energy and that's, that's a, a huge part of the commodities market. So those are just raw and natural resources that are essential to a lot of the goods, in fact, practically all the goods and services that we, we consume. How can someone like me invest in commodities? Yes. So they, similarly, you can open up brokerage accounts and you can trade in financial products um, that represent those things. However, commodities are unique, not a unique, but they're a special market that tends to be dominated by more knowledgeable, sophisticated investors like institutions or highly specialized um, traders. So it's, it's something that would take a lot more education um, for folks who are interested. But sometimes it can be just as simple as perhaps, you know, there are certain um, exchanges or places you can go to where you can buy precious metals. Um, there are businesses that offer those things. Or even when it comes to you know livestock, you can go out and buy um, livestock and animals if you have the land and the resources to maintain and, and manage them. So you can actually do it yourself by going to certain businesses or starting your own business, buying these raw and natural resources. Or if you're talking about playing within the financial realm, um, which is, there is a difference. And there you're trading 
investments contracts as opposed to owning the direct assets. But again, I don't want to get too complicated into, or get into the weeds with that. But that's how someone could get started. You can either directly go out and source these things yourselves, or if you're a bit more comfortable as an investor, you can trade in certain financial securities that represent the underlying commodity. Um, now I'm really throwing you something. All of these was curveballs and you've hit them out of the park. Thank you. Now, would you be willing? And I know you need to think about it. I know who you are. <laughs> would you be willing to do a step-by-step series for beginning investing in the stock market. Absolutely. Okay. So would you do it on my channel or would you be willing to start a channel where you led beginning investing in the stock market? How about both? Although it may take a little bit longer for my channel, but yes, I'd be happy to come back and we can talk about it here too. Ah, I love you. I like that. And I'm going to hold you to that where we actually do lessons together, investing in the stock market. And if you say it's never too late, so someone starting at my tender age could start really small in doing that to have returns. And I I heard what you said about the risk, but to have a little bit more than just the normal savings account to have some turnaround. So even do it as a game. People buy lottery tickets. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say it's never too late. Unfortunately, it does help obviously starting sooner. But in my opinion, it's never too late. And there's always a chance to still improve things, even if it's not ideal or the perfect situation. Uh, there's still a chance to improve things. Okay. All right. One 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 of my not so distant DNA relatives. Hi said something and their comment was being on a fixed income. I like this, but it doesn't really apply to me. And I told them, I said, you missed out on something. And this is where I'm going to segue to end. We're also saying that um, repeating what you said, what you've always told us, even as a young person, as a teenager, what is your plan? What is your budget? That's just wisdom. And I know it's difficult to do and to stick to, but we can try to do better and doing better means we just do something differently a little at a time. You've been very gracious about that. But she said, but this doesn't really apply to me. And I said, it does. Because the next thing we were saying is plan now. We see the changes in the economy, in the stock market, but we were also talking about planning for emergencies, as you said, not only financially, but friends right now, we're talking about planning within your family, your extended family as a community to start stocking up. Do you all see what's happening in the supermarket? Um, Start getting goods. Kevin even kind of exhorted me and I did, thank you. He said, start stocking up on medications. Um, and it might be simple things. We're not talking about big things. Remember the last time we couldn't find hand sanitizer? You know, <laughs> start stocking up on water, on canned goods, different things that if there's a shortage, we're not left just looking when we've been warned that harder times are coming. 
So that's been the purpose of our series, doing something differently to walk in this abundant life that God has for us. Things are challenging, but God always warns us. It's us having the wisdom to take the warning. My son, I love you. You're amazing. Um, We're grateful for this community to be able to share and exhort. I'm really praying in Jesus' name that this is captured and saved because we've had challenges with these series in just losing footage. But we thank you for your comments and we're so grateful for your support. And in case you did not know where you were, we this is backwards rather than forwards. This has been Life and Faith Chats. We thank you for joining us. This is my son, Kevin. I am your host, Joy. God's blessings and peace. And let's be doers and not just hearers. That's to me too. Thank you. Bye for now. See you next Friday. Don't know what we'll be doing, but it might be a break. And then Kevin has agreed. So we got to come back to do our financial literacy lessons in investing in the stock market. Bye for now. Peace. Thank you, Kevin. Love you, Mom. Thank you.